0: Sullivan here to remind you to stop putting screens on your gutters. Better to schedule a free estimate with the local experts at Gutter Helmet, so you stay off the ladder. Visit GutterHelmetIndy.com. With Gutter Helmet, you'll never clean your gutters again. GutterHelmetIndy.com.
1: This hour on 93 WIBC, powered by Pierce Jewelers, Carmel's lab-grown or mined diamond store. You're listening to The Hammer and Nigel Show.
0: My name is Nigel, Jason Hammer right over there with a very special guest on the DriveHubler.com hotline. It is NBA Draft Night, and the Pacers got some options here. Really? Scott Agnes is the man behind Fieldhouse Files. He's also a uh, fill-in host and contributor to our sports station, 107.5 The Fan. Scott, my man, how you doing? Hey, good afternoon.
1: Good to be on with you guys.
0: So let's get into it here. Pacers got some options tonight. They're sitting with multiple draft picks, a couple first-rounders, I believe. Trade rumors are out there. What are we looking at tonight, Scott?
1: Yeah, this is what we fully expected. This is the position the Pacers wanted to be in and and set themselves up nicely here to to have some options. Uh, Ideally, they're really right now focused on trying to – acquire a veteran wing that's been their their big issue over these last several years going back probably four years they're good at point guard now Tyrese Halliburton they're good at center with Miles Turner but they were one of the worst defenses in the leagues one of the worst rebounding teams in the league last year that's what they're trying to improve upon starting tonight
0: so in your opinion is this going to be something that they're going to be able to find with the seventh pick in the draft or they're trying to find an established player already
1: It's both. Absolutely. They're they're a team that has cap space. Whereas, like, the Suns have blown way past the luxury tax. And the Warriors, who have just agreed to a a different deal to acquire Chris Paul, they have blown way past the luxury tax. Pacers have cap space. We we talked about right now they have four draft picks. I still don't think they necessarily may make four picks here tonight and end up in a third deal at at minimum here. But I, I think there's a really there's a group of about three or four players at seven that they can really uh, improve upon. But those guys often take a couple of years. So that's another reason why it's imperative for them to improve on the wing. And on top of that, add add some experience out on the wing as well. And and more of a defensive emphasis, because this is a team that last year had about double digit guys, 23 and under.
0: Yeah. And Scott, speaking of last year's last season, this, this is Nigel here. Um, Talk about the Pacers' expectations last season. Did they even come close to a little bit surpassing expectations, or did they end up right about where you thought they'd be?
1: Yeah, Nigel, they surpassed them. Uh, all the sports books had them at 24 and a yep. half wins and oh, even yeah. dipped slightly lower, and they blew past that 110, 10 more than that, at 35 wins, 10 more than the previous season as well. And that was all largely in du- due part to Tyrese Halliburton in his third year having a breakout season, an all-star year, and that accelerated them a little bit. But it's important here for them – Uh, to not get overzealous, I think, a little bit too antsy. This team is at least a couple years away, in my opinion, from being a championship-contending team. Next season, though, there are expectations again, and that starts with being back in the playoffs for the Mm. first time in several years.
0: So let's get into some of these names that we're seeing on social media. Again, everybody's got a rumor on draft day, but (laughs) hearing O.G. Ananobi of Toronto could be in play, the former IU standout. Also, and I don't know if this is a thing or not, is Zion Williamson in play? Are the Pelicans looking to unload the former first-round pick?
1: Yes, that's where it gets interesting. And that that would be tied to the second or third pick with Charlotte followed by Portland. Charlotte's undergoing new ownership. Michael Jordan no longer being the majority owner, though he will have the final decision tonight. And then Portland, do they rebuild and move on from... Damian Lillard, after all these years, or do they, you know, maybe move the number three pick and try to acquire a veteran who can help right away? In terms of OG Anobi he's a hot and, and familiar name for so many here in Indianapolis just because of what he did at IU and has continued to do. He'd be a perfect fit here. Thus far, Toronto has been unwilling to move on from him, at least at a decent price. Uh, I've heard at the trade deadline, they were asking maybe for five first-round picks. And it's like, hold on. Good Lord. On, not even an all-star here. <laughs> good you, God. This, this, is, this is not Steph Curry or LeBron. I'd be <laughs> very cautious about sending out five first-round picks. The names I've heard, it starts with Dorian Finney-Smith. Played for Rick and a couple of the assistant coaches down in Dallas. Uh, he's in Brooklyn right now and is on a very good deal for the next three seasons. Tobias Harris, they're involved with. They've looked into him and expressed interest with the Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, and then DeAndre Hunter, they keep checking in on with Atlanta, but I think that's less likely here. Is the, the Pacers right now are in a, a roster consolidation mode. I talked about all those picks and, all, and how there's still overlap at center position, for example. They need to consolidate those into better individual talent and shore up their roster going into free agency on July 1.
0: What are we hearing about uh, the possibilities of Trace Jackson Davis? Everything that I've read, the former IU standout, is probably mm-hmm. a second rounder. I know he worked out for the Pacers, and it sounded like he had a good workout. Would the Pacers take a flyer on him in round two?
1: Yeah, Trace is an interesting case. Done. He did really well in his free draft workouts, as expected. Uh, I think he worked out for 13 different teams, including the Pacers, as you said. Really impressed early on at Sacramento, uh, with Golden State, who I could see both being in play there, I- I'm trending t- to believe maybe late first round uh, is more likely than not. I've said kind of all along I see 24 to 40 um, as kind of being his range, and and now the Pacers reduced the picks that they have at the back end of the first round. There, they just have pick 26. I don't think that's the route they go. It's certainly under consideration, but, again, I see them seeking more help on the wing and perimeter more so than uh, at that four spot, even a small ball five roll with Trace.
0: Well, Scott, it's a big night for the Pacers. Where can uh, fans go to get all of your coverage?
1: Yeah, I appreciate that. Fieldhousefiles.com is what you want to get at. have interviews with, like, 75% of all the guys that came through here just put out a, a lot of nuggets, some of which I discussed on On this show, so FieldhouseFiles.com for all your Pacers coverage.
0: Scott Agnes,
1: thank you so much, man. We appreciate it.
0: Hey, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. It's a Hammer and Nigel show.